Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. It's episode 373 of Aussie Tech Heads. We're here. We're back for another year, back for another week. Happy New Year to everyone and hope your New Year is as prosperous and a healthy one as can be. All right. Uh, we've, we've missed doing the show over the last couple of weeks, actually, and uh, we're back here tonight. Uh, we've only got a couple on board this week, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll plow through and uh, we'll see how we go. We got, well, we've got two and a half on the uh, panel this week. Uh, Will is trying to come through. It's like a, it's like a bit of... You know, like a signal trying to come through a storm. He's here. He's not. He's here. He's not. But he should. He should be joining us soon. Hopefully, if all goes well with his little with his little computer. But uh, yes, the, the weekly show is brought to you by ATHWebHosting.com.au. If you need some web hosting for your business or you, or you just want a personal blog, you can just uh, jump on ATHWebHosting.com.au. Affordable plans, Australian servers, and they are nice and fast on Australian soil. So there's no worries about uh, about NSA snooping. Hopefully, hopefully. And anyway, all right. Uh, welcome, Shane. How you doing? Good, Glenn. Good. Did you have a good break? Good, Chrissy, and all that. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was good. It was the first, probably the first year since we I started doing the podcast that I've actually broke over Christmas. So it was good. It was good. It is actually. Uh, uh, it was a good break. Yes, but yeah, I miss doing the podcast. So uh, we're back. So that's good. So up to the, up to the um up to the Christmas, we were like Steve Gibson and never missed a beat. That's pretty much right. I think I might have missed one week when I was crook. I think that's when you and Will uh, stepped in. And, uh, yeah, the show still happened, but... That's right, yes. But, uh, but anyway, so, uh, so we're back. So anyway, we're going to go straight through this year and right up until probably next Christmas or the coming Christmas. That's right. And, uh, look, we've got heaps of stories. Uh, we've picked out probably the more current ones. Uh, we're not going to rehash what's happened over over the Christmas period because, obviously, you know, we, you've got the Twitter. We've got the Aussie Tech Heads Twitter news feed, which keeps you up to date. If you want to follow that, it's at Aussie Tech News, and you can follow that one and keep up to date. Three hot topics, hot off-the-press stories every uh, half an hour into your Twitter feed. So uh, jump in and get on that. And also the paper. It is at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash paper. Now, the guys who listen to us, uh, who are listening on the retransmission on the Phase FM uh, 104.5 on the dial or, or phasefm.com.au, you can uh, email us. Uh, because we've, I don't think we've mentioned our emails too much before, but, uh, but you can email any one of us at Glenn, Will, Eric, Shane, Jason at aussietechheads.com.au. So you can do anyone. You can find any one of us. So if you've got something to say or some feedback, please, we welcome feedback. And also from the the, the dudes on the uh, podcast. There's also, listening on the podcast, there's also videos of the show which goes out into the YouTube land and that's at uh, youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads or the latest one each week is off the main page of uh, aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. All right, so I'm sure you will find us if you really have to or... Uh, yeah, you, you will find us. Just Google us. Google us, and, and we'll, we'll be there. Now, each week, uh, Shane gives us a hand with the... Uh, he goes through and picks out some some things that have happened uh, on this day or through this week back in history, and it's all thanks to Tom Merritt's Chronology of Tech. And, Shane, which ones have you pulled out for us this week? Because of the break, I have actually gone back to the beginning of January. Um, so right. I will just go through them and just let me know if I, you know, when you want me to kind of stop because there's a, there's, I think it's about 10. All right. Uh, so we'll just start at the top. January run, 1939. In a garage in Palo Alto, California, William Hewlett and David Packard founded Hewlett Packard, a little company that made audio oscillators and later touchpads. 
everything happens in Palo Alto, doesn't it? January 1, yeah, 1939. Yeah. So, oh, look, just before, just yeah, so just before you go on further with that, I've just seen Will poke his head in. So, I better say good day, Will. Hi, Will. How you doing? How do? How do? Good, thank you. And uh, welcome back. Happy New Year. And hope you had a Merry Christmas, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it's great. Great, great theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I thought it looks like you've rebooted and you're, you're joining us here live as well. So let's uh, keep going with uh, Shane. And so now you've been introduced. Will, you can, uh, you can chime in whenever you like. All right, <laughs> Shane. So we're, we've just uh, done January 1st. Why January 1st, I wonder? Must have nothing to do on the New Year's Eve. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, a quiet one. That's right. Uh, yeah, Shane, keep going, please. Another one on January 1, 1983. Uh, a new internet and transmission control protocol. Yes, it was called IPTCP back then uh, by some at the time. Uh, went on to effect, uh, went into effect on the ARPANET, replacing the network control protocol, which I believe is an IBM thing. Uh, the result was ARPANET, ARPA internet combining ARPA hosts for the first time. Obviously now it is now called TCP IP. They switched around. Oh, that's, well, that will confuse a lot of people. And uh, look, I've got a little story about TCPs and IPs <laughs> and DHCPs, but I'll tell you after this because Shane helped me out. Uh, yeah, keep going. Thanks, Shane. January 2, 1979, Dan Bricklund and Bob Frankston uh, incorporated software arts for the purpose of developing VisiCalc, the world's first spreadsheet program. Wow, 1979, mm. VisiCalc. That would have been uh, probably, what, on a nice green screen or a nice blue yeah, screen? <laughs> it's something really something boring. Like it's our spreadsheet. Uh, I wonder if they got the graphics. Yeah. Would they have lines? Or would they just yeah. uh, stuck a sheet of... Uh, Clear, clear stuff over it, like uh, overhead projecting stuff with the lines on it. I like the transparency stuff. Yeah. 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 All right. Sorry. Don't we, we, we digress and wonder. Nine. Yes. January 3, 1977, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak incorporated Apple Computer Company. Ron Wayne famously backed out, selling his shares back for $800. Ouch. Ooh. And I can't remember the exact figure, but I do remember hearing or reading later on that if he kept them, he'd be um, a squillionaire. But you know, you do what you have to do in this world. I think, and obviously, there's a lot of there's always benefit of hindsight in everything <laughs> in everything you do. But like you know, eight hundred bucks. Like if you had a, if you had shares in some company and you know, it wasn't going too well, of course you're going to go. Well, I just want to get rid of these. And then like twenty years down the track, so it, it strikes gold, and you know it's multi-billion. We can well oh, kick myself for selling them, but you know you do what you have to do. That's yeah. That's ironic how, how things work, but anyway, next one, please. True. Uh, January 5th, 1984, Richard Stallman began working on the GNU or GNU operating system, a free Unix-like operating system. GNU slash Linux is seen as the most successful outgrowth of that project. Anyone here using Linux? Will, do you use Linux? I don't use it on my day-to-day -day system, but I now have a a Raspberry Pi, um, which is uh, sort of a media, well, I'm using it as a media center. So right. it has uh, Raspberry NPC and uh, a few other Linux-based variants on that. So over nice. the holidays, I re-familiarized myself with Linux and I forgot mm. how much I actually enjoyed using it. Hmm. Yeah, look, I've installed Linux on a machine. I haven't used it, uh, done it for a while. But yeah, like, you know, it's got the uh, nice window gooey sort of a feel, I suppose. Oh, this is like a while back now. It's probably a thousand times better even. I think you can even get Linux for touchscreens and all this sort of stuff now. But uh, yeah, look, it's not, it's not too bad. You can get programs for it as well, like, you know, Photoshop uh, type programs. Uh, so yeah, and, and pretty much it's all pretty free. So you know, if you, if you don't want, if you don't like the Microsoft, to some people, you know, they don't like the corporations and all that sort of stuff. You, you you can do the Linux and still have access to some of the other some of the other like uh, programs out there that help you be productive. Uh, yeah, Shane, let's keep going. Um, January six, two thousand and four, Apple debuted the iPod iPod Mini, a diminutive four GB or four gigabyte version of the iPod available in. Five colors, colors spelt the American way, at $249. Hmm, wow. All right. I didn't get one. Next one. Moving on. <laughs> yes. January 7, 1954, in New York at IBM headquarters, IBM and Georgetown University showed off their joint project on uh, machine translation. 
More than 60 sentences were translated from Russian to English using eight grammar rules. Yeah, right. Google's doing that now every time you go to a page. So, yeah. Absolutely. Things move ahead. January 8th, 1989, Herman Hollerith received a patent for the electronic tabulating machine. His tabulating machine company would go on to merge with three other three others and be called International Business Machines, wow, known today as IBM. 1889, that's a long time ago. And yes, and keep going. All right, January 9, 1992, Apple CEO John Scully coined the term Personal Digital Assistant or PDA and indicated Apple would get into the business of making them later that year. And I'm guessing that's probably around about the same time that the Newton came around. Hmm. Never had a PDA either. Uh, oh, next one. I use iTunes. Yeah, next one. <laughs> January 9, 2001. Apple introduced iTunes for the Macintosh featuring CD ripping, digital music organising and internet radio. Internet radio? Isn't it funny how no. one of the worst programs ever written is one of the most popular? <laughs> what was that? Happens everywhere. iTunes. Oh, <laughs> it's a horrible piece of software. Yeah, but that, <laughs> how does? I've never. I. I even. Re, I refuse to have it in this house that I learn on this computer. If I. If one of my friends brings his computer in with iTunes on it, the, the laptop has to stay outside. <laughs> I don't want it anywhere near my computers in case it infects them via just being near them. Oh no! <laughs> Look, I've got iTunes on my stuff. It's all right. Like, yeah, it's all right. It's easy. Uh, yeah, but this is coming from somebody who thinks Windows 8's okay. So, you know, there's not a lot of weight being held there. <laughs> Windows 8 is all right. 8.1 up, that's where we're up to now, Will. You know, we've moved on since 8. Oh, yeah, the point one makes a big difference. Yeah. There's a huge difference between Windows 3.1 and 3.11. You're so 2013. <laughs> all right. We better do – how many more? Just, let's do uh, two more. It's only probably Shrika. Yeah, do two more, I'm please. squeeze three out of you. Oh, we'll be, uh, we'll January be 10, 2008, Sony BMG became the last major label to agree to sell DRM-free MP3s. Oh. January 11, 2005, Apple introduced the first iPod Shuffle, a music player with no screen and flash memory. Well, there you There's go. only one left anyway. Go on, yeah. let me do it. There's only go. one left. Go on. All go right. On. Go on. January 12, 1964, Jeff Bezos was born in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He would grow up to study computer science at Princeton and set the standard for online shopping with the company known as Amazon.com. Oh, why wasn't that my idea, eh? Why wasn't that my idea? If someone's got a good idea, can I come in with you, please? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, come on. All right. Well, that's the chronology of tech, uh, change chronology of tech, the ones that he pulled out that he thought were relevant and exciting, that that excited him to pieces. And uh, so, yeah, cool. Uh, Next up, we're going to have a lot of stories. And we're going to get right back straight into uh, bringing you up to date with what's been happening in Australia in the tech in the last couple of weeks and, more importantly, last week and, and from Australia and around the world. Okay, back soon. Okay, thanks for sticking with us. Now, Will, we haven't heard from you for a long time. What's, uh, what's been uh, tickling your fancy this week? <laughs> that would be none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> it's always my business. Um... Yeah, I've been uh, having weird tech things uh, just in general day-to-day situations, just having weird need for tech that it's sort of uh, I thought we'd move beyond. But uh, it's been it's been quite refreshing to have some of the old-fashioned things come back like, you know, you know dedicated NASAs, uh, that don't cost a fortune and you know because everybody was going drobo and they're going these multi-drive things and mm. somebody asked me that day they said i just want a basic backup just automatically networked you know yep just looking nice around oh yeah there's a Buffalo nas link station 125 bucks two terabytes done yep you know like, oh, plug it in it works yep yep <laughs> i can i can get that you know well you know i i'm not sure if you know will but through the week my little or oh, probably two weeks ago my little uh windows home server it, it sort of didn't really like die to the point of ex- extinct but it was it became really slow and i thought i'd move on to something better and you know the the nasas uh did cross my mind uh in particular the free nas but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, yep. I decided I wanted to move on to, <laughs> oh, no, this is, you're going to laugh at this, but I, I moved on to server 2012. 
because I thought I needed a server. You know, I just. Of course you have. Why just, wouldn't you? you know, that that seems like a perfectly logical progression. That's right, and you know, <laughs> and also to make things just more uh, involved, I put it up onto a to a virtual server. So I put it under, so it's running under VMware, and I tell you, I had heaps of problems. <laughs> I put it all all together; it was all sort of going, sort of not going. But uh, good, you deserve every single one of oh, those no. problems. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> and, look, and while I'm talking about myself, it's server, your own fault. I've got no sympathy for you at all. <laughs> I know, but look, I tell you, it's all it's all running pretty smooth now. Fingers crossed, and it's it's thanks to the other host here, Shane. So thank you, Shane, for uh, spending some time with me the other night and uh, getting it fixed. So that was great. And just a quick note to the chat room: I'm not, I can't open the stream up, guys. It won't work for me. So if you are asking me questions, I'm sorry, I can't see this. I can't see the chat. Will still uh, <laughs> uh, internet. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it's it's this show. This show is jinked. I I haven't had a single computer issue from the last time I was on the show. The second I logged into to, tonight. That's it. Yeah. It's just internet challenge, bandwidth challenge. That's that's what it is. I'm not bandwidth challenge. My bandwidth's fine. It just refuses to work. To work. <laughs> I've got plenty of it. It's just being lazy. It doesn't want to go anywhere. <laughs> well, that's no good, is it? Which, is a, which actually kind of brings me to an interesting article. Um, I've got a letter in the – I don't know if you can see that, but I've got a letter in the uh, the post office box. Um, we can see the Knuckles. post office post box. Yeah, other I know. Way, I'm trying other to way. figure out where my camera is. What is that? Oh, it's changed cameras. That's a problem. Um, but yeah, so you can see it's from the NBN Co. Um, construction work in your area. So I thought, okay, that's pretty neat. Well, they've just put a new housing estate down the road. Now, up until that went in, there was absolutely no plans at all to put the NBN anywhere near this area. So I thought, okay, I'll go onto their website and I'll see what they've got to offer me. And um, the NBN works are complete down in the estate down the road there and we are on a schedule works that absolutely has no time limit at all um and it stops eight houses that way (laughs) oh you gotta feel i feel for you i really feel for you that's come on eight I'll, I'll give you a carton of beer. Just run your cable this way. Eight more houses. <laughs> oh, I'd give them five cartons of beer if it would work. But the, the worst part was I got ahead of myself and I went and looked at prices, which I shouldn't have. An unlimited, um, what do they call it? Stage four plan, which is the 140, I think, 100 up, 40, right. uh, 100 down, 40 up. Um, or stage tier four or tier five. So unlimited data on that speed uh, is $85 a month. Mm. Mm. So which at the moment, I'm paying $120 a month to get 500 gig, supposedly 100 meg down, which actually isn't too bad, and yeah, about a meg up. Well, you'll, you'll be happy to know that so. the, the host of the Aussie Max Zone, which is the other one of our shows, uh, Michael, he's on the MBN and he loves it. <laughs> he loves yeah, well, what do you think? I've never watched the show. Or if you... <laughs> you can't watch it, Will. Yeah, you no, haven't no, enough bandwidth. And look... <laughs> no, that's right. It's the uh, it's the, the the streaming NASA and the streaming media server I got going on there. Mm. But um, it, that's interesting, actually, because you know everyone says, "Oh, you don't," you know, the average person doesn't need that much bandwidth, but. It's getting to the point where the average person does, they just don't realise it. I mean, if you've got a house full of, let's say you've got the average, what's the average, um, three kids or three and a half kids or something? Oh, you know, so you've half, got, yeah. <laughs> unless you're in like Goodner, then it's 12 and a half kids <laughs> with 14 heads between them. Um, but uh, you, you want to be careful, Will. Goodner's not too pa- far from where you are. <laughs> it's okay. I know most of them. <laughs> that, that agree. That agree. Um, but yeah, you've got. Let's say you've got. You know, the parents both have a phone, and all the kids have a smartphone these days. So there's five or six devices hanging off Wi-Fi there, and then there's half a dozen between iPads, tablets, and laptops kicking around. And then somebody's got a PS, you know, an Xbox 360 and a PS4 or whatever we're up to now. Um, there's, you know, and then they've got a. Um, a media center or a smart TV that streams stuff straight off YouTube or whatever. Plus, they've got two or three personal computers. 
these days your fridge has got a computer and it, it'll automatically mm. reorder stuff for you. So, I mean, people don't realize, but they actually do need this sort of bandwidth these days. Yeah. Well, I, I know, like, you know, speaking like, of the fridges with the uh, thingo internet, uh, they built the houses that hmm. are being built now have got little uh, ethernet ports uh, points at the fridge yep. the, in the fridge bay. So, yeah, it's all going on. I can't yeah. see why the fridges can't be wireless. What's wrong with them? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, how dare my not... fridge has to be hardwired. I oh, know. How dare it? How dare <laughs> it? What is this? 2013? <laughs> yeah. What? What? Well, actually, my, my nephew. Sure. Sorry, Shane, what was that? <laughs> my nephew yeah. just. I was going to say, it's the, it's the TV that they've got in the fridge door. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. My nephew just bought a 65-inch uh, OLED Samsung or something. It's the smart TV. Um, he was all excited, got it home, had it all working with, you know, and then went to go to the network. And he either had to hardwire it or he had to go back to the place he'd just come from and spend $25 to buy a Wi-Fi dongle for it. Yeah, right. It's like he's just forked out two grand on this TV, and they want to hit him twenty five bucks to put a Wi Fi dongle in it. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you think, oh, for twenty five bucks, but but I suppose you know everything costs money, so I I guess. But he should have at the time. Yeah, if he had known at the time of buying it, he probably could have. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, you think it's cost him another hour to go down there get it. Plus, Mm. it's probably cost him you know hundred if you work it out one hundred and fifty two hundred bucks. Yeah. If you're charging for that sort of thing, you know, it, 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 it all adds up. And obviously the salesman would, you would think that would be pushing for more sales. Although I have, in their defense, they did offer him a monster HDMI cable at $147 for one meter, oh, <clears throat> which of course he told them to go jump. Yeah. You don't, what do you need that much for? What do you want to spend that much on them for? That's crazy. Because they're monster, that's why. Oh, yeah, right. Anything with monster in it, yeah. it's got to be good, hasn't it? Yeah. It's got to be good. You know it's got to be good because it says monster, mm. high-quality cable. Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, look, <laughs> I did promise some stories, but we'll, we will get to those right now. But I'm, I'm just going to go out and uh, grab a drink, okay? So uh, here's some tunes for you guys to listen to, and uh, we'll be back soon. Okay, now we're back with some stories. <laughs> Let's start off uh, this, this. Let's start off this episode with Microsoft. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> There's only one story tonight. Yes, Microsoft trumps Apple in branding, takes the top <laughs> spot. Now, uh, Microsoft came out on top in a branding survey conducted by Forrester Research, beating Apple because of Microsoft's ubiquity in consumers' lives and its cross-generational appeal. Now, the survey polled more than four and a half thousand U.S. adults last August. Microsoft came out the winner with Apple in second, Sony in third, and Samsung in fourth. So I guess, you know, it's probably not too hard to believe that Microsoft does probably top, as, a, as, a, as, the, as this article was saying. Windows is everywhere. Like you can't, I don't think most people, if they go to work and there's a computer in the office, I would say, what would you say? It'd be 98%, surely. 98% yeah. would be Windows, a Windows PC? Some, some variant of whether it be CE or embedded or something, yeah. Yeah, there'd be something, you know. So I'd say that that's probably no real surprises. Uh, did I have another Microsoft story? I'm not too sure. I, oh, there's some. The only other thing I wanted to say about mm. that is um, I said this when I got back from my trip. Um, every ad that I saw was a, a Microsoft ad. There was no Apple ads. There was no. That's right. It was either Microsoft or it was. Yeah, but um, ads that's about health stuff. That's pretty much the case. Most places. I mean, you very rarely see other than. Well, I guess you see iPhone ad, but most of those are by Optus or Tester or something. Apple itself really doesn't actually do much in the way of ads. Mm. No, well, I've you seen know. a few Apple ads around the place over here, but I think I think what when Shane went to the US, he was saying that they were pretty much had nauseam. They were just everywhere, every ad break, and 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 even though Microsoft's starting to weasel their way, I wouldn't say weasel, but pay their way into shows. As I think we've discussed all this before, Y Five O is a good one. Uh, I think the Apple products are probably in the shows that you see. It's pretty clever placement if they are paid for, because but a lot of the shows, they're, they're, the laptops that they have just happen to be Apple. So I wonder if they are paid for. I don't know. But a story, Will, that will make you happy is more than one billion Android devices are to ship next year. Does that make you happy? It does. <laughs> Unfortunately, the biggest problem is 
people still don't get it. They're still developing for Windows Mobile. They're still developing for BlackBerry. They're still developing for Apple, which is fine because there's plenty of those. But they don't develop for Android. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. It's the most ambiguous device now. Ambiguous device now. <laughs> it's going to be far more commonplace in coming time. I mean, partly because it's, it's I guess, free in terms of the operating system. Um, but I don't understand why. Well, like, I was actually talking to one of the guys who develops. Um, it's called BizWiz. It's business software. It's an Australian company. Been around for thirty years, and he makes Windows CE compatible stuff. He makes BlackBerry compatible applications. Like it's a desktop, um, a desktop program. But he makes all these Apple variants of it. And I said, you know. We all use Android, all the tablets and all our devices are all Android. Why don't you have a device platform for us? He goes, oh, well, I don't think enough people use it. Mm. <laughs> and that's the common misconception because you see so many iPhones and iPads. Well, you don't, but you perceive to see them because the people who have them, I've sort of, it was funny actually over Christmas. It was a really good example of this. The people who have the Android phones, grab them, they do what they need to do. They put them away. The guys who have the iPhones and the tab and the um, you know, the Apple tablets and every variation there in between, they get it out, they hold it, they wave it around, let everybody know they've got one, they do a thing, they hold it up again, exactly, and that's why exactly like that, and that's why um, people just assume, I think, that the um, this isn't helping. <laughs> People just assume that the Apple product, unless you actually done the research, is is a uh, um, far more commonplace product. Mm. The truth of the matter is it's not. But while ever that perception stays in place, um, unfortunately, Android is going to become stagnant in some respects because all people are going to get upset with the, the lack of support by developers in this case because they have misconception of it. So... Unfortunately, its success could also become its own failure. Mm. Well, the number of smartphones and tablets computers shipped with Google's operating system will break the one billion barrier this year. Uh, this is from a research group Gartner said uh, on Tuesday. It's up 26% on last year with the strongest demand in, uh, in emerging markets. So this is lot, it's probably important to remember that this is just not phones. This is tablets and and everything else that you, no, can, you can jam Android right. onto. So Apple's iOS and Mac OS well, operating. That's the thing. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I was going to say that that's 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 the thing. It is so cross-platform, hmm. and now the last couple of versions have actually become, even though there's still, I guess, a phone version and a tablet version. They're basically, in terms of user, you know, user experience, finally after five years or whatever it is have become pretty much the same. So it doesn't matter what device you grab, the experience is the same. And that has been a big issue, but that's been sorted now. So it can go on any device. And, um, everything, like even the the Raspberry Pi, which I, I keep mentioning because that's cool, um, <laughs> it um, even has an Android operating system you can put on that. You know, So yeah, right. it, it's such a, you know, it's going to be everywhere. Apple's iOS and macOS operating system are expected to be in around about the 344 million new iPhones, iPads, and Macs this year, and representing about uh, representing a 28% jump on the number of devices shipped in 2013. The Microsoft Windows operating system, which dominates PCs and notebook segments, is forecast to be in the 360 million new devices, which is up uh, 300. Hmm. Oh, what? That's not right. I think that that's a mistake in the sentence. Hmm. It's forecast to be. Uh, I'll read it as it, so. I'll, I'll read it as it's uh, stated. Uh, it uh, says it's forecast to be Win Microsoft Windows operating system is forecast to be 360 million new devices, up from 328 million. So, oh, well, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, an extra right, yeah. extra 40 or so. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that makes, that's yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I just thought it was an increase from. <laughs> it just reads weird. Yeah, yeah, it just read weird when I was. You yeah, just. Yeah, blurting out those stats. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, have we got? Have you? <laughs> we'll go across to Shane. Have you got a quick little story, Shane? Or because if uh, not, I could probably pull one uh, out. Yeah, I, I do. I'll do. Um, 
this time of year, there's all these predictions, you know, what's going to happen in 2014 and what was the best thing that happened in 2013. And then with CES on this week, um, contrary to the, my my backdrop there, I'm not actually at CES. I tried to um, get Aussie tickets to pay for a trip, but they weren't in it. No. So this is the best I could do. <laughs> Virtual right, so trip. Oh, Glenn, what's wrong with you? Seriously. I, it's not like you got anything to do with your money. I, I offered a virtual trip. But we rejected. <laughs> this quick little, um, quick little story that I'll do is uh, where they've predicted five products that will be dead in five years. So the first one they mentioned is the Blu-ray slash DVD player, and they reckon that that'll die in five mm-hmm. years thanks to streaming and on-demand services like Netflix or QuickFlix here, iTunes and Foxtel. Yeah, uh, give it five two. years mm-hmm. because I think at the moment uh, there's so much data on one of those discs, you know, like you probably really can't download 50 gig to watch a movie or whatever. But I think, yeah, in five years, I think, yeah, you might, you'd probably be right. That's probably going to go the way of the dodo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, standalone and in-car GPSs, again, thanks to smartphones that have all, all got them built in. Mine's already gone. Don't need five years. Yeah, Boom. mine's mine's in the glove box. Yeah, yes and no. Yes and no on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, dial-up internet. There'll always be... Bit... But... Yep, so go, go with Sorry, dial-up. I'm just going to shut up. My leg's horrendous. Oh, that, go with dial-up. Uh, okay, so yeah, dial-up internet, although that might take a little bit longer in Australia than five years for the last service to be to be canned. People still uh, love it. Sorry? They still love it. People still love dial-up. True. Uh, low-end digital cameras, like dedicated ones, um, again, thanks to um, the smartphones. Mm. The, they say that the best camera is the one that they have on you, but smartphones um, have as good, if not better, cameras built in the, and cheaper de- and cheaper dedicated cameras. Yeah, they're good. And obviously, a lot of people have their phones on them. And the last thing, which I thought was a bit weird or you know, something from left field, was car keys. More and more cars have been made with push-button ignitions these days. Um, and it's not just the top end cars either. It's just you know it's mm. your more kind of normal cars like your Hyundai's and Toyotas and all that sort of stuff. That's a fad. That'll go away. That's big. Keys would be uh, more secure, um, wouldn't they? Will? That's just the fad that you get along doing it. Um, well, there's other things too, and I don't understand how they've actually got around this. And because in Australia, there's a requirement that every vehicle must have a manual entry system. So I'm not actually sure how all these keyless are getting around that. But um, I think keyless is fun. It's great. It's one of those novelty ideas. But, uh, you know, a little bit of time. And I think uh, the novelty will wear off and people, you know, I mean, you're still carrying your keys on you for your house and everything anyway. So Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Yeah, all right. <laughs> that's good. I was, I was doing the hand puppet for you there, Will. But your uh, videos and audio was crazy. But all right. Oh, okay. I got. I don't have. I haven't had video from you guys for about five minutes. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, look, we're going to take a break. We're going to try and fix that uh, for those who are watching, and uh, we'll come back. All righty. Heaps more to go. Heaps more to go. Let me start off with. Oh, look. Let's go with a uh, an email over the over the break. I'm pretty sure I haven't done these before. I might have. Who knows? But anyway, Phil, uh, Phil, Phil, long-time listener from the Gold Coast. Uh, just a shout-out. Howdy, Phil. How you going? And uh, Greg, now I think I might have mentioned he's a, uh, he's a guy that makes uh, or, or develops iOS apps for the iOS devices. And he had – we've mentioned a few of his, like, I, I – uh, what is it? I got or something or the I whatever they are, but I've mentioned them before. But he's got a new one. I want. So the idea behind this one is a glo- global shopping list. You add things to the list when you think of them. Uh, add them where to get where you get them from. For example, you think of something you need from Bunnings. Add it to the list. Then when you're at Bunnings, you can uh, filter the list to see everything you need to get from Bunnings, which is a good idea. So uh, I've already got it. It's great. It works good. I put a lot in my list, but I don't go shopping enough. So, but uh, but anyway, have a look on iTunes for that. I want it is a good one. So uh, good on you, Greg. He's uh, pumping them out. I think that's about his third or fourth one. So uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, all right, let's go with now. Look, Shane mentioned CES before. Now it has it is going in Las Vegas from January seven to 
January 10. And depending on when you listen to this show, it's probably already finished. So, uh, But look, there's lots of things happen over there. There's people walking off stage because teleprompters are failing. So it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't that a joke. Who was? That was some director, wasn't it, Shane? Yeah, he's the director of um, Transformers. Yeah, it was a Hollywood director. Yeah. yeah, well, what's going on there? So apparently what happened was uh, he came up on stage to do a speech. The teleprompter failed, and that was it. He, he must have panicked. He might not have known the speech. He might not have heard. But anyway, he took off. It, it, it's not that it failed. What was, what was happening was it was actually looping. So he'd get halfway through saying something, and then that text he's just read would come back again. Oh, so, right. Well, that would um, and be... And if you've ever done podcasting, you would know how annoying that would actually be. Well, it would be, but I think uh, uh, you would think as a professional, you try and wing it. You know, you wouldn't look at it, go, I don't looking at that. He did for 30 seconds. <laughs> and then he stormed off. But anyway, that's what happened. Yeah. But also, yeah. something else that came out of uh, CES that I picked up on is 3D printers. And no, not the normal 3D printers that make the old whatevers. These are food, yeah. food printers. So they will launch later this year. Uh, the machines make chocolate and sugar-based confectionery shaped in ways that would be difficult to produce using traditional methods. There you go. This, uh, the small... Done. I'll take three. <laughs> yes. So how awesome is that? Now, look, we've just got a little <laughs> slide up here for those who can can see it uh, watching on the live stream. Uh, you, you can catch Aussie Techheads recording live Thursday night, 7.30 Queensland at uh, aussietechheads.com.au forward slash live. Now, we do have a little image there of a, a head. It's like a, like a, say, like a bust, but it's just made of chocolate. So someone's, I don't know, taken a picture of someone's head and 3D'd it, 3D modelled it, and, uh, yeah, made a chockey out of it. Nice. You, you know, it was funny when I first read this story. The, I was reading the just text-only version on my phone, flicking through it, and when it said, you know, crafting food with a 3D printer, all I could think of was, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's a, a cartoon called Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh, yes. And for some yes. reason, all I had was that movie running through my head. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, or the, the Jetsons. Yeah, oh, I heard the Jetsons yeah. has come out. Is that a cartoon or is that a real life movie? No, it was a cartoon from probably when we were, be... when I was a kid. Yeah, but there's a movie now. No, they're, they're redoing a new one. I think it's live action. Yeah, right. Uh, so the, the, these little uh, chocky makers, little chocolate printers, the smaller one's called a Chef Jet. Now it's limited to monochrome creations. Oh dear, oh dear. We're going back to those days, are we? But there's a but hang on, there's a larger one <laughs> called a Chef Jet Pro. Of course it is. It wouldn't be called nothing else, would it? And it can create multicolored objects. So how how good is that? Also, they have a ten thousand dollar model, uh, a new ten thousand dollar printer that prints ceramics, and another five thousand dollar one that creates multicolored plastic objects. So I tell you, all this three uh, D printing printing. It's starting to take off, isn't it? It's starting to get really exciting. Well, it's funny talking about 3D printing, actually, because I was just literally, before you even started talking about it, reading a story about how uh, the US military is using 3D printers to actually repair their aeroplanes and, and things at, on short notice with, you know, if they're having trouble with availability of parts. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. They're using customized uh, 3D printers, basically, and they're yeah, they're using them to to create weird parts that they don't have in stock for whatever reason, or there's something they're trialing a different component to see how it reacts or well, how it's going to handle, you know. Well, that's, so that's a very interesting um, use yeah. case. Well, I had remember I'm not sure if you if you're listening earlier this year I had my car had a problem with the air conditioner and it turned out to be just like a little plastic flap and to to get one from mm. uh, from Japan was going to cost me a lot of money and I just thought I thought at the time I wouldn't it be cool if I just had one of these plastic printers and just make one on the spot it would have would have been great. Well, you can. But, I mean, you know what the, the ironic part is the plastic printers plans are available. Well, the 3D printer plans are available for download on the internet. Part of the problem is you need a 3D printer to make some of the components out yeah, of the 3D right. printer. So it kind of, it's a bit of a problem there. Yeah, but I think yeah, 3D printers... But basically, yeah, they're just... Um, they're everywhere. Oh, they're going to be everywhere. It's, uh, it's going to be the next big thing. Uh, Shane, did you have a little story 
for us, please. Um, I did. I've got uh, a few stories. The next one I'll do, which might be um, near and dear to Will's heart, there's a report that's just come out that basically has told us what we already know, that uh, most Australians have crappy internet speeds. <laughs> uh, Aussies sit on the bottom of the world jealously watching on with download speeds often below 24 megabits per second. I'd love to have that. Uh, according to a study out, in the, out by the government, 7.1 million Australians are getting less than 24 megabits uh, from copper network, while 3.7 million uh, others are located in areas that where estimated peak speeds are less than 9 megabits per second. Wow. 920,000 customers have less than 4.8 megabits um, second available. I'll probably fit into that category. The survey found that um, there are still 700,000 premises around the nation that are unable to get any broadband at all. Um, these are the areas that will likely be prioritised um, from Turnbull's new multi-technology model, MTM, deployment, which will um, include fibre to the node, HFC, satellite and high-speed wireless networks. 3.1 million Aussies have uh, access to high-speed broadband connections over either fibre to the node, hybrid fibre coaxial networks and fixed wireless networks. According to the survey, these folks achieve download speeds of between 25 and 110 megabits, which is probably Glenn and not so much you at the moment, uh, Will. Um, the government and the NBN Co will use these data to prioritise the national broadband network rollout areas over the next few years. And a summary of the report is available on Malcolm Turnbull's website. Oh, there you go. Let's all go to his website. Oh, let's all not. It'll crash. <laughs> which ironically... Yeah, I was going to say, which ironically over the weekend when people were trying to access it, it was down. Oh, really? <laughs> True. Oh, dear. dear. Yeah, because I, I, I heard about that on Friday night, I think, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a look. I tried all weekend, and I think about like four o'clock Sunday afternoon, the site came up back up. <laughs> oh. All so. right. Uh, did you have a quick story, Will? We can squeeze in? or Yeah, I've got a few. Just what we're talking about before, actually. Sorry? Yeah, yeah. Go. Yeah, so my this is really bad because my lag's about like 45 seconds, so I'm just trying to preempt what you're saying. Um, <laughs> but basically, what we're talking about before about uh, home appliances needing the internet, well, LG's just announced their new LG Home Chat, which basically makes your entire house talk to itself. Um, if you've got the LG Home Chat products, it goes everything from their new four-door refrigerator, which um, Constantina's, like the door's Constantina back, oh, like nice. the wardrobes, rather than just open. Um, but it has the TV on the front, the ice dispenser, the whole thing. But it's smart enough. It has barcode scanners built into the doors. So as you put products in, take products out, it scans them. Uh, and then it knows what sort of products you have and where they are on the shelf. And so you have a shelf just for beer. It will actually weigh that shelf. And once it gets down to a predetermined weight, it will automatically put beer on your, on your order. Nice. Um, Nice. So that's yeah. So that's the new fridge. So that's pretty cool. Um, there's, but it it uh, actually works. So they've got a whole range of products now that they're starting to introduce, and they'll all talk to each other and mm. figure out. Say, for example, you've been watching a movie and you watch two movies in a row. Then all of a sudden, it'll go, "Hey, you know, why don't you go and show some love to your fridge or something?" I don't know. Yeah. But um, why don't you stop? The, on the same sort of thing? There's a Sorry, Will. Sorry. What? what? Um, <clears throat> where was I? Sorry. Yeah, on the, on the same sort of to- Sorry. This is horrible. On the same sort of topic, there was um, uh, a mob called Wemo. Now, Wemo's had sort of, I guess you could call it home automation uh, or at least sort of uh, intelligent home products for quite a few years. Um, they're not... You know, it's, it's part of Belkin's range. Um, they started off with just having PowerPoint network adapters and they've sort of expanded it from there. Uh, their latest one is a crock pot or a slow cooker they've just released, uh, which you basically preload with the stuff um, you want to put in before you go to work. And then at lunchtime, you log in on your phone, you say, turn on slow cooker. And, you know, turn on the air conditioner and turn this on and make this work and have these lights ready to come on. And, yeah, and the, you can do it all from your smartphone. Your whole house can be can be interactive. So 
Um, they've got a full range of products, full range of kitchen products for everything from crock pots to kettles. So if you're 10 minutes from home, you can log into your coffee maker and say, start the coffee pot ruin. <laughs> you know, so it's, um, it really is. That's good. That's kind good. of, I guess, if you've ever thought of the Jetsons and thought that'll never happen, well, guess what? Mm, that's right. Well, thanks, Will. Uh, look, yeah, so apologies. What's happening at, at Will's end is that we've got a slight uh, Skype delay issue. But, uh, look, we're, we're, we're pushing on. We're pushing on anyway, and we just we thank Will for make, taking the time anyway to, to join us, even though he's got some uh, lag issues there. But, look, we're going to try and uh, sort that out if we can, and uh, here's some tunes. We'll be back. All right. Did you want to try and restart, Will? Or we've only got like probably 10 minutes to go. We can just keep going if you want. Um, just, uh, screw it. I'll just keep going. Yeah, all right. I'm just going to try and um, yeah, I'll try and shut up unless I know what yep. you're going to say. Yeah, and when you talk, I'll, yeah, I won't talk and yeah, like we're doing. All right. And all right. Uh, now let's get let's get getting the move on because we've got a couple of stories to get through. Look, I've got an Intel story. I think Shane's got an Intel story. Shane, do you want to do your little Intel story and then um, I'll uh, kick off with mine? Yeah, sure, no worries. Uh, my little Intel story is and my notes refresh. Intel dual OS uh, stuffing Android and Windows into the same PC. This is another one that's come out of CES. Uh, here's what Intel is promising. The ability with the push of a button to switch between Windows and Android. It's supposed to be a seamless experience and a secure one. Thanks to Intel's commitment, uh, commi thanks to Intel's commitment to device protection. Uh, Asus or Asus announced a similar thing. Uh, it's dual booting transformer book duet at CES just an hour before Intel's announcement. Uh, but putting both Android and Windows on uh, one chip is a distinct improvement, which is the way Intel's going, um, from the Frankenstein together uh, Android Windows hybrid machines that have been um, trickling out uh, for a year or so. So basically, Intel's got the technology now to um, on a single chip to put both, in this case, Android and Windows on. And as they say, the... Um, It'll have the ability just with a press of a button to flick from one to the other. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Well, my little Intel story is uh, that, uh, look, they're phasing out the, Mc the McAfee branding uh, a couple of years ago. I'm not sure how many years ago. Uh, let me see if I can find it. But anyway, three years, three years ago, it spent $7.68 billion to acquire McAfee. Now, we all know what McAfee is. It's the, it's the security software that some people might like to purchase and uh, put onto their machine. Now, Brian, somebody, it's just too hard for me, especially straight after Christmas to pronounce these surnames. But Brian, CEO of Intel, announced that as new products are introduced, the McAfee brand name will be phased out and branded, wait for it, Intel Security. The Shield, which represents the core values of security and protection, will remain. The rebranding will begin immediately, but the transition is expected to take up to approximately around about a year before it actually uh, completes. So there you go. McAfee is, uh, might not be hearing that too much more. It's all going to be Intel security, which is probably well, which is probably a, a better thing. Uh, I think that is good. I think a lot of people do know McAfee, uh, and they also probably know of the, the, the videos... <laughs> That uh, what's his name, Mr. McAfee, the founder, has uh, been putting That's obviously out. what he spent that three point something billion dollars on and on their video. Yes. So there's been is it is it John McAfee? Something? Yeah. Yeah. So well, if you want to see a funny video, go on to the YouTube, go onto his channel and have a look. John McAfee, search for John McAfee or something. Then uh, yeah, have a look at some of his videos. They're pretty out there. Some of them are quite funny, like professionally produced as well. It's uh, yeah, not too bad. I think we did mention them at some stage on the show before. Uh, yes, yeah, so so that's what Intel's doing. I've done all that. Now, Yahoo. How's this? How is this? This is terrible. Yahoo uh, malware. Uh, malware has been found on the Yahoo's homepage. Isn't that terrible? That is absolutely disgraceful. Uh, adver adverts on Yahoo's homepage were infected with malware designed, designed to mine the Bitcoin currency according to the security experts. Apparently, it was only on for three days, but three days, you know, people could, uh, if, they, if you go to yahoo.com or wherever it is, doesn't, I think Channel 7 uses uh, Yahoo. What, what's, what's Channel 7.yahoo.com or some? Oh, who knows? But anyway. Yeah, they do, yeah. 
Yahoo confirmed that for a four-day or four-day period in January, malware was served in ads on its homepage. Experts ex- estimate that as many as two million European users could have been hit. Now, Light Cyber is a security firm said the malware was intended to create a huge network of Bitcoin mining machines. Generating bitcoins is basically guessing numbers, says Michay Shulman, chief technology office of the of security firm Imperva. Now, the first one to guess the right nut. The first one to guess the right number gets 25 coins, bitcoins. And if you have a large amount of computers guessing in a coordinated way, then you have more of an effect. Then you have then you have a more effective way of making money. He added. Other than a, a computer running slower, victims will be unaware that the machine is being used in what could become known as a bitnet. Well, there you go. So some experts estimate that uh, that such networks could be generating as much as a hundred thousand dollars US each day. How's that? Just, yeah, wow. Some Bitcoins have risen in value. One Bitcoin is now worth 1,000 pound. So what's that about? Maybe, ooh, what's 1,000 pound? $750? Something like that? Something like that? It is becoming a lucrative market for online criminals. Wow. But that's, I think, for that being up on Yahoo, that's, they they should have some way of screening the the ads or something, shouldn't they? I, I couldn't imagine this happening to Google. But, uh, well, you know, not not on Google's. Well, you never know. You never know. But surely they've got something. All right. Uh, let's go and see. What are we doing? Let's go and see uh, Will, if he hasn't fallen asleep. And we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll ask yeah, him for a... Uh, no. No, I'm 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 trying to trying to get in front of it, but I'll just quickly have a uh, a couple of just you know me I've got to have Android stories in there. So um just quickly during again with the CES, Android uh, Samsung has released their largest tablet yet, and this is ridiculous. It's twelve point two inch tablet. Um, I guess it basically is a laptop replacement at that point, especially given you can get the case with the built-in keyboard. So I guess for, for all intensive purposes, it's a, uh, a laptop now. Um, it just um, sort of, what is it, 12.2 inch. It's also got a 950 milliamp battery. So it's, you know, getting pretty large. There's a lot of power packed in there. It's a... Uh, uh, Note Pro will come with both Wi-Fi and 4G models. Has a 2560 by 1600 resolution and an 8 megapixel camera, rear camera. And the battery says that you can watch videos or you can stream videos for over 10 hours of playtime. So that's pretty neat. Um, the one thing I want, I want the Note 3 because, well, I don't know if you can see that, but my screen kind of looks like um, bad. Um, <laughs> that's what happens when you keep dropping it. Although, admittedly, I've got a new screen. The screen's $3 and takes about 15 minutes to change, but I just can't be bothered. But I want the new Note 3 and the, I want the new Samsung Gear smartwatch to go with it. Um, then they're doing package deals for that as well. So I can't wait for that. That is my sort of my next upgrade step. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but for me, I think 12.2 at that point, it's not really a carry around in your sort of you know, in your arm or in your back pocket sort of tablet at that point, is it? No, I think that what are the, there's so many different sizes and I think this is, that just contributes to maybe the issues and the, and the problems that Android does face as an operating system. But I'm sure the smart cookies out there who develop for it and who make the actual Android system can get around it, but it does throw up some issues. Yeah, and I mean, having said that too, I guess um, Apple's planning to release a 13-inch iPad Pro later this year. So That's right. uh, that'll make the 12.2-inch look small, I suppose. I can understand that Apple wants to do a bigger one. I, I get that like i can get say one for a big one for people who want a big one a normal one for people who want a normal one like the the 10 inch and then the, the and one for people so three so you got three and the iphone i think that's that's more than if enough you just tuned in we're talking about tablets yes yeah i was just oh. I was <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i mean that's right the three the three well yeah, as you said the four levels basically your, your normal phone um, yeah, and then a couple of others for different. I mean, you may want. A, there is situations where you do want a large one. For example, you're doing a conference with some, you know, business associates around the table or something like that, and you want to actually show them Your a slideshow one. or something. The the bigger tablet would be handy for that. Yeah, that's right. So look, there are uses of all these, all these, this plethora of of sizes, like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think. Yeah, well, so having said that, I was using a friend's iPhone over the weekend. 
Oh, over Christmas. Oh, wash your hands. Um, and after using my after using my Note Two, uh, I could hardly use the keyboard. I could hardly watch. <laughs> I got so spoiled. I, I I think it's official. I cannot go to a smaller phone anymore. Right. All right. Now, look, uh, look. We've got we've got a couple more things uh, after the break. We're going to come back with final thoughts and a few more stories. So uh, stay tuned. All right, final thoughts and stories, as promised. I've got a good story next. Here we go. Oh, look, I'll, I like saving my good stories to last. I'll, we'll go to we'll go to Shane. Did you have any more stories, Shane? Uh, yeah, I got two more. Uh, the next one I will do is the one that is. See how I'm stalling until I find it. Uh, here we go. Your next soft drink could come with internet access. OpenStack engineering manager Alvaro Lopez Ortega stumbled across the fact that Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola company recently registered no less than 16 million MAC addresses. Oh. Ortega's first thought leans, forward, uh, leans toward some sort of live connected can, presumably one that would uh, be reusable, but be reusable, but it's hard to see the um, practicality behind something like that. He then goes on to say what's more likely is that the Coca's um, big plans in store for their Fancy touchscreen freestyle machines, which are their new name for their vending machines. Uh, just a few months ago, Coke told the Business Week uh, about its interesting interest in ex- accepting smartphone payments and tracking user purchases um, for the purpose of occasional discounts and free drinks. It certainly makes sense for Coke to move towards networking vending machines. Uh, it would allow them to track inventory making stocking decisions remotely instead of sending out a truck to check on each individual machine. Mm. Plus, this would also give the users the option to use their phones to connect to the vending machines to play games and so on and so forth to, to win free drinks and, and whatever else. Oh, yeah, look, that's all That's all good ideas. I'd love, to, I'd love to see all that technology installed. And you think as vending machine goes, you think that would be pretty much high on their list, wouldn't you? Like, you know, cut the, cut the wage of the poor guy that... Comes around, checks the machine, and you just know by logging in how many drinks are left in it and if it needs a top up or not. Yeah, that, that's yeah. Uh, that's good. Uh, okay, well, let me finish off with my last one here, and then we can just wind up with our uh, final thoughts here. Here we go. You like everyone likes the old arcade games, don't they? Yeah, I do. Well, you know, the Pac-Mans and the the Donkey Kongs and all that sort of stuff. Well, you know, the, you know the ones when you stand on the tabletops or the stand-up machines? Well, the Internet Archive puts classic 70s and 80s games online. Classic video games from the 70s and 80s have been put online by the Internet Archive and can be played with a web browser for free. That's the best price. The collection and uh, has launched with games from uh, five early home consoles, including the Atari 2600 and the ColecoVision. Oh, how, long has that, how long has it been since I've heard of, that t- of the word ColecoVision? Wow. The games do not have sound, oh. uh, but, uh, we'll, but they soon will, the uh, Internet Archive said. Well-recognised titles such as Pac-Man, Space Invaders and Frogger are all in the archive with more consoles and games expected soon. Now, there is a link in the show notes if you want to uh, find your way to those games. Uh, the show notes are held on the aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast webpage. What you got to do is go there, it's in the first title menu item or something show notes Aussie tech heads you'll find it you're smart guys I know you I know you as well and you can go there collect that uh, click on the link and go and play uh, Pac-Man sweet sweet I used to love the Atari uh well not even the, well, the Atari 2600 was good but just the original Atari when I was a kid geez I remember just sitting there for hours and hours upon hours with little paddles playing Knight Rider or something um something like that it was Knight Rider or something 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 like that but yeah, that was good. And yeah, Donkey Kong. That was one of my favourite arcade games. That was pretty cool too. That's good. All right. Uh, Will, did you have any uh, final thoughts? Um, yeah, there's just a story. I, I don't know why. I think I clicked on the wrong link when I was looking through my, my stories to read tonight. Um, it is under the news.com.au technology section. But uh, I'll just read you the second... Um, paragraph in the sentence. So basically says, not only did to- not only did Tutankhamun have his penis mummified at a 90 degree angle, oh. he was also buried without a heart and covered in a thick layer of black liquid that may have caused his body to catch fire. 
Wow. How's that? And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that was one of the games on the Internet Archive. I, I, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I used to like that game too, Toot and Carmen. It was, it was good. Toot and Carmen, yeah. yeah no, it was, it was a good game. Was a good but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm actually – I've read this entire story and it's really interesting. There's, they're just – now with some of the new technology based, they're talking about how they can – uh, scan inside the, the you know and get a, a proper reading of, of what's going on without actually destroying the body and things like that and uh, that's a couple of the the uh, high quality discoveries somebody was x-raying his penis apparently yeah right at a 90 degree <laughs> angle yeah, yeah as you do as you do <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So. all right sit on it Malf. you wouldn't be, you wonder if you <laughs> I wonder if those Probably words went around the, uh, <laughs> the radiologist at any time. Yeah, all right. Okay, well, that's just about it uh, for our first show back for 2014. So, yippee yahoo. Hope you, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, next week, we're going to have more stories and uh, a lot more fun. And uh, look, I just want, and one final thought. I just wanted to send one of our longest and most loyal listeners, Milo, uh, our sympathies. Uh, Milo lost his, his father over the Christmas break and it was uh, very sad and no one, no one enjoys losing any pup member of your family and uh, we feel for you Milo and we, and we know it's tough but um, you know, I, I, I know you can get through this and uh, you'll be right champ, you'll be right. Alright, uh, so yes, that's the end of the show. Okay, thank you and uh, <laughs> thanks to everyone. Uh, Will... That happened awfully quickly, didn't it? <laughs> it did. Where'd they come from? It did. Uh, <laughs> thanks to uh, Will and Shane and Will with his low bandwidth sitting in a little box over there. Look at him. There he is. <laughs> Best place for me. I'm, I'm safe and secure here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and also, again, thanks, Shane, for your help the other night with my server. 2012. It's uh, now, hopefully, fingers crossed, pumping out okay. It hasn't hasn't stalled since. So uh, I'm, I'm happy. I was stuck for two weeks. All right. So uh, thanks. So, okay, guys, uh, until next show, uh, stay healthy and stay happy. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Yeah.